What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockcast, brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps and partnered with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Rockslide has a new film releasing February 6th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. It is called In Plain Sight, features Rockslide writer Tony Treach and Blake Hunter of Stickbow Chronicles. And they travel to a couple different states in search of a whitetail and mule deer. So that is going to be up February 6th. And for this podcast, we got them on to talk about it, give a little run through, um, a little bit of behind the scenes of the whole deal. But again, that is February 6th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. You can find it on the Rock Slide YouTube channel. And I will link to it also down in the show notes. But first, before we jump into it, just want to thank Onyx Maps again for sponsoring the podcast. I've been diving into the maps pretty deep here the last few weeks trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do this fall for tags and hopefully I can get a couple of uh, good tags drawn and be able to have a good experience. So Onyx certainly helps in that and finding access points and things like that. So you can use code ROCKCAST at checkout to get 20% off. And with that, we're going to jump in with Tony and Blake. Can you just talk about what that film was about? Sure. Uh, Blake and I hunted the plains. We uh, each had a tag uh, in different states. And uh, I had an either species tag. He had a whitetail specific tag. And uh, Blake was using his recurve and I had a compound. We just decided before the season started that we wanted to film something like that. And it... Uh, you know, we, we, we had a, a, a late cameraman addition subtraction happen and we ended up getting really lucky finding the guy we did, and Cam, Cam Hale. And uh, the three of us went to the Plains and had a blast. Got two big bucks killed. And um, I mean, it wasn't a perfect situation. There was lots of ups and downs. And, you know, I, from, you know, camera failures to, veins falling off arrows as they're being fired and uh deer you know walking away before the arrow even gets there and, uh, i'll let you guess whose arrow that was <laughs> uh, <laughs> the guy shooting the slower bow you know what i like about watching you shoot that bow is i i can see the arc of the arrow and i can see it the whole way there and, and you, you know right away exactly you know when it when it happens it happens yeah, you can definitely uh, you can definitely see it a little bit easier. There's no doubt. Yeah. So could you could you guys talk about like where the idea came from for this? And the film is called In Plain Sight, and that is because you guys are on the plains and you're using decoys. You're basically in plain sight when you're trying to get in on these deer. So can you give you give a little background on that, and then give a background on like how you and Blake teamed up for this? Mm -hmm. it was kind of Blake's idea um I voiced a lot of frustration last year what's what's that I was just gonna say I mean it's it's something you know I've tried to do it several times but it's I mean certain hunts are I mean I guess Jordan you know more than anybody but certain hunts are easier to film than others right so it's something I've wanted to do for a while and I mean not really to for anything other than just to have it for myself, really. Um, and, you know, 
after Tony and I had talked about it, I mean, that plains hunt is, I mean, if you were ever going to film a hunt, a bow hunt specifically, it's like the, you know, the poster child of, you know, hunts that would be number one, fairly easy to film. And number two, you know, a lot of action, the, you know, during the rut, those deer are fairly visible. So you get a lot of footage of, of just animals in general. And it just, it kind of makes it pretty dummy proof really, as long as you've got the camera on and, um, you know, none of us are, are, <laughs> are good camera people. You know, I kind of dabble here and there with photography stuff, but I mean, none of us have done that before. And, um, I don't know. The more I thought about it, I was like, man, if we were ever going to film one, this is the one to do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. And, and I was ready to, to hunt Colorado somewhere else, you know, from get out of the high country for a while. It's been so damn crowded up there the last couple of years that this was the perfect, the perfect scenario. And, and, you know, and we hoped we, we tried to have each have a tag in Colorado and each have a tag in Kansas. And as everybody knows, you know, things are getting hard to draw and, when we, when the, when the, when the dust cleared, I, I kind of feel lucky that, that we each at least had one tag in each state. It was, uh, yeah, but, but it was, I mean, it's, it's left me wanting more and now I'm looking forward to, I'm already thinking about trying to do it with other hunts, not just the planes next year and trying to figure out if I'm going to do it, try to film it myself or I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's cool. You used to be like uh didn't want a camera guy at all. Now you're converted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh I think maybe it's just because Blake and Cam were so laid back and so easy to, to get along with it. And it was and like you said, it's it's these deer are in the rut and you know, we're we're bedding them out in these open spots and sneaking in it, it, you know, we're in control of what happens kinda unless let's say jump up while we're crawling in or whatever. And it's, it is the perfect situation. And I'm sure that's going to be different if, you know, it'd take the right person to, to elk hunt with me to, to, to pull this off. And, and I'm not sure that I'm ready to try to do it myself. Uh, I'm one of those hunts and, and be prepared to not take the shot if I'm not ready with the camera, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, we're about ready to come out with a few videos that I filmed this year and uh, I didn't get the kill shot on any of them. Mostly because you couldn't, like, it just wasn't going to, either you weren't going to get the deer or you, yeah, either you were going to try to, like, try to film it and you probably weren't going to get the deer or it just wasn't going to be on camera and you're going to shoot the deer and that's kind of where I was with that. Well, that's, that's kind of, I'm never, I'm never going to be great at filming anything because I'm never going to let filming get in the way of my hunt. And, you know, if it, if I can get it on film, then great. But if, you know, like when Tony killed his buck, we had split up for that morning. We had a couple of, couple of bucks that we wanted to keep eyes on. So he went one direction, I went the other. And, uh, you know, I think we were kind of on the same page that, you know, when he headed out, you know, just if you get a good play, just don't, don't wait on me, just go. Yeah. you know, turn the GoPro on and hope for the best. And, you know, that's when filming becomes not fun it, for me anyways, is when it starts getting in the way of things. And, um, you know, I want to have fun doing it and I still want to, you know, when I get in hunt mode, I don't, I don't want to be so consumed with the camera that it's, 
kind of ruining the experience of it, so to speak, but that's just me personally. Yep. Yep. And that can happen for sure. Um, so can you give just, uh, like a, 10,000 foot overview, I guess, of what people are going to be watching, like the first hunt that you're going to see, uh, type of a deal. Sure. Uh, so the way we kind of put them in the film is different than actually the, the actual timeline of how it happened. We, we put Blake's film in the, uh, or Blake's hunt in the film first, but, uh, in all actuality, we, we started with my hunt. Um, it was new, a new area to me. And, uh, I got there a little early and scouted and, uh, had a buck picked out that uh, it took us a few days to to get on them. There was other hunters that were hunting them, and we uh, also found another whitetail that uh, I actually almost shot him that big whitetail before uh, Blake and Cam even got there. But it was it was a a new area to us. Well, I guess not to Blake. He 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 knew the area a little bit, but I I didn't know it and. Uh, it just, we just had to wait and wait them out basically for, you know, them betting in the right spot and us being able to move in without someone else in the way. And, uh, and then Blake's area, where Blake had a tag was, is, is my honey hole. And that's in Kansas there where, um, I've got it dialed in pretty good. And I've got a lot of landowners that, that are, are, you know, good with us hunting there. And I mean, treat, treat me like family. And, and I mean, they, they took Blake right into it. I mean, you know, they damn near wanted to adopt him, uh, him and Cam. So just great people. And uh, it's, you know, it's like hunting with family, even though they don't hunt. But, um, you know, I knew we'd have opportunities. I didn't know we'd have as many opportunities on Blake's hunt at this, at the caliber of deer that we were seeing. I've, I've never, this is the first year I've not had a tag and I've never seen so many giant whitetail on the farms that I have permission down there. We, I think had six deer that we knew of at least over 155, if not over 160. And, and a couple of big mule deer too, that we didn't have a tag for that. It's next year's gonna be a lot of fun in there for me. Um, and maybe both of us, if we can both draw tags, but that, uh, but yeah, it's, it was all pretty much similar, uh, terrain and, uh, definitely not a backpacking hunt. I mean, we're walking a lot of miles, but staying in a, in a house every night, grilling out and having a blast. Yeah. Could you give an overview of what you're like, what you're trying to do your hunt style? Sure. Um, you know, it, you gotta be flexible out there. I mean, I'd love to use the decoy and in a perfect situation, you know, you find a buck bedded during the rut with a doe, you get close, you show him the decoy and he just comes stomping in there to kick your butt. Or in the case of a mule deer, he's probably just him and his door probably going to come check you out. They're not quite as aggressive as a whitetail, but it doesn't always work that way. Um, and I had all kinds of bucks that I didn't want to shoot, uh, that, that did come into me, uh, in the mule deer decoy before the guys even got there. But the right one just never would. And I eventually had to basically just spot and stalk them with the decoy as a distraction, uh, just in case they looked up. Uh, Blake's hunt was a little bit different where it was more traditional what we've been, what I've been doing down there in the past. And, uh, you know, once we got that buck bedded, I was actually boiling a, a, a skull uh, at the at the farm when, when Blake found him the final time. And I knew something was up when I, got, I saw like six messages missed on my phone. I'm like, oh shit, he's got him somewhere. And 
he had embedded in just a perfect spot and we snuck right in. Uh, I, I bet you the dough was probably only 20 yards and, uh, you know, the rest I'll leave for the film, but I mean, it was more of a traditional, like how, how it easily works in, um, so a lot of, a lot of spot and decoy, I guess I'd call it. There's, you know, it, the, the decoy, basically you just add spot and stock with a decoy in it. And the decoy allows you the time to make the shot. Even if you're just sneaking in on them when they're bedded and then wait for them to stand when they do stand, if you've got that decoy, now you've got the time to draw and they're just going to stand there staring at decoy dumbfounded. Um, so you can use it that way, or you can use it basically, uh, to, to get them aggressive and get them charging in. There's lots of different ways you can make it work, but, but that was the plan. Nice. Yeah, and I mean, even it could have went, you know, of course it ended up working out, but uh, it could have went a little bit differently on on my buck. And I'm just kind of armchair quarterback in this because Tony's definitely way, he's done this a whole heck of a lot more than I have. But, uh, you know, we snuck in on, on my buck and I think Tony even asked, he said, man, do you want to try and stand him up or grunt at him or snort wheeze and, you know, get him to stand up and see the decoy. And I think we both thought that we should probably just wait him out and let him stand up and see it on his own. And actually the doe stood up first and, uh, we didn't get a whole lot of that in the film, but she stood in front of us at probably 15 yards for what, five, 10 minutes, Tony. At least, at least I had no blood left in my legs. I was in pain kneeling behind you. That was, I was so mad at her. And yeah. he never stood. He was just laying there, you know, completely. Yeah. And he, I, I kept just saying to myself, just please stand up before she screws this up because she was looking and, you know, she was doing the old head bobbing weave trying to figure out. And finally she had had enough of it and she actually blew and you'll, you know, you'll see it in the film, but she actually blew and kind of ran off to the left. And that's when he finally stood up and was like, oh, something's going on. Yep. And that's, he, that's common he, for you. He's the decoy. And the, you'll, see the, you'll, see, you'll see that happen a lot more with mule deer does where they just, they, they see the decoy and don't like it. And they'll get pissed and they'll stomp and they'll snort and they'll take off a hundred yards and they'll walk right back or they'll, and before they eventually try to get downwind. That's, I, that's, pretty uncommon for the white tailed does from my experience to do that. She was, they're not usually quite that uh, scared of the decoy. Maybe we were a little more exposed in the grass there than, than I thought we were, but that was, uh, uh, that was one of the few times I've had a white tailed doe get up, see the decoy. And then, you know, with, with she did not smell us. The wind was perfect. And she just did not like what she saw. And I mean, yeah, it, it worked, it all worked out, but it definitely was that buck came in a little bit more cautious though oh yeah for sure uh, just just because of the scene that she was putting on and so you know the the ideal you know i guess the ideal scenario would have been for him to stand up first and see us and just trigger that you know yep. fight fight mode but it ended up working out and you know i don't know how much you want to talk about what happened after the shot but we didn't really cover it too too much in the film yeah, go ahead. I mean, I don't think it's going to stop people. From I was just, it. I don't think so either. So when I shot, the buck was almost in the middle of taking another step forward. And uh, as I shot, he finished taking that step forward and shot hit him back. 
Uh, and instead of running the direction that he was facing onto where we've got permission for ever, he turned around and ran straight to the property line, which is about 200 yards from us and jumped the property line. And, um, we watched where he went, watched exactly where he went and tried getting a hold of landowners or farmers or whoever to try and get permission to go in there before it got dark to go get him. Um, we actually heard coyotes and saw a coyote in there where he was at right at dark, but we never could get a hold of anybody. And naturally we wanted to respect the, the property boundary. Um, you know, that's, if I owned a piece of property, that's how I would want to be treated. And, um, so we ended up having to wait overnight and go in the next morning. We finally got a hold of the guy the next morning, got permission, went in there and he was right where we watched him go. And the coyotes had just, I mean, absolutely demolished this thing. Um, all the rib bones were ate. The bottom jaw was ate off the skull. The only patch of hair left on it was right between the pedicles. Um, we only found one leg. Literally all there was left was the spinal column and the rack basically. Um, and well, it's less than 12 hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, I've never seen it like that, man. I've, I've came across coyotes killing deer down there a couple of times. I've seen, I've seen a lot of bad, you know, I've had deer, had them eat some of my deer, but I've never seen something get completely destroyed, including like, you know, chewing on the, you know, the, the face and the skull and the nose, eating the, eating the hide off, you know, the, the nose off the, the skull. I, there was, you couldn't have put, if you took a knife and scraped on that, those bones and put it in a coffee cup, you wouldn't have filled the coffee cup. Like there was nothing left. I've never seen it that bad. And we knew. Yeah, that I haven't was, either. Not in that time frame either. Yeah. And you know, and when you made, you know, and you'll hear in the video when you shoot, I mean, obviously the shot is a little bit back, but it's not that far back. It's more like a center punch and that two inch iron wheel opened him up right away real bad like you'll hear me saying he's dead and there was no doubt about it i didn't want to necessarily video it and i took the camera down off it pretty quick because it wasn't like, but there was no doubt that deer was dying relatively soon and it was just a matter of getting permission and the uh when i finally figured out how to get a hold of the the farmer and he was very polite about it even though they don't allow hunting on there he was he respected the fact that we had gotten a hold of him first and he said, yeah, you go ahead and get that deer out of there. And thanks for asking, but it was just too late. Yeah, it was a pretty unfortunate deal. And we didn't really at the time, you know, of course I was pretty down in the dumps over the whole deal. Um, and we didn't do a whole lot of filming after the fact to kind of explain what happened. Uh, just, I was frustrated. I don't want to sit and talk to a camera and do that whole deal, you know? Um, but I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, faded away a little bit uh, that, I don't know, sinking feeling in your gut, it fades away a little bit over time. But at the time, I mean, that's, you know, I've had it happen two or three times and it doesn't get any easier anytime. It just kind of sours the whole thing, but you know, we wanted to show what happened. And I mean, that's just kind of part of it, you know, sometimes as bad as we all 
hate to admit it, if it hadn't happened to you, it's probably going to at some point. So uh, I just felt like we should probably explain that a little bit better than we did in the film, but that's kind of how that whole thing transpired. And um, it's still really good footage. And I mean, there's, I missed a buck, what a day or two before that. And I think in the middle of, in the middle of me drawing back my bow, I was telling Tony, I don't think he's a shooter. And then I blacked out for about a half a second and (laughs) let the arrow go. Yeah. But no, it was, it was awesome, man. And, you know, I've just the amount of bucks we saw and now we didn't really, until we, we found my buck that uh, bedded with a doe. We never really, we saw a ton of great deer, but, never really found one in just a perfect spot. And I don't know. We both drove laps around that block uh, all day looking for that buck because we had seen him that morning. And I don't know, I guess it was about two o'clock when we finally found him, but. Yep. No, I think the, the, the few standing crop fields that were still up were, were a big problem. You know, it doesn't take much. Uh, grass or brush to hide them but when they got a whole you know two straight miles of corn or milo still standing you could you could hide anything you want uh, and yeah it just it's it's always a gamble every year when I go down there you know what my timing is you know that I think that you know that first two weeks of November is my favorite if the crops are cut but a lot of times they're not um, so it's yeah Get them out. Yeah, when they're standing up in that Milo, they've got to be standing up because that's all you can see is the very top of their rack. Yep. Yeah, that's wild. And actually, Wacy uh, from uh, Wilderness Locals, he told me because I mean, I just assumed that it had to have been like 10, 15 coyotes. I mean, this is a you know 275 pound deer, and you know, I just assumed it had to have been 10, 15 coyotes down there eating on him all night. And uh, he said that they'll actually, you know, and don't grill me if this isn't true, but he said that they'll, uh, two or three coyotes will devour a deer in a night. And what they do is they'll eat until they just can't eat anymore. And then they'll go dig a hole and throw it all up and bury it and then go back and get more. Wow. Yeah. And I thought I had gluttony problems. (laughs) But. I don't know. I don't know how many coyotes we saw in just a few days, just in the middle of the day. Yeah. They've got some serious, serious coyote problems. Yeah. I've, we didn't spend any time really pursuing them because we had to get out of there that next day. But, uh, you know, in years past, after I've tagged out on deer and got tired of uh, chasing pheasants, I hunt, you know, just call in the mornings and it's, it was, it's nothing down there to call 15 of men in a morning. That's wild. Just a couple sets, you'll get three to five each time. Yeah, that's crazy. So where can people find this thing? Uh, Rock Slide's YouTube channel. And Robbie's got it set up to uh, go as a premiere, which I think that means that when it does go at uh, noon Eastern time, 10 o'clock Mountain uh, Standard Time on the 6th of February, that uh, we'll be there and they'll kind of be like an open chat room where we can all answer questions live and uh, that that's that was my interpretation of what uh, what he said is going to happen. 
Yeah, and you can go on there and sign up too, where it'll send you a I don't know if it sends you an email or what, but it'll like send you a notification of hey, it's this thing's gonna go in an hour or thirty minutes or whatever. So it'll cool. remind you. Well, everybody um, don't be too hard on us because this is the first time that we, any of us have ever done this. So Yeah. We aren't professionals, that's for sure. But we had that a lot was of fun. good, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was I thought it was great. Um, so yeah, people can catch that on Sunday and I guess that's kind of all I had for you guys, unless there's anything else you want to add to it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks Jordan.